Well, turn with me this morning, if you would, to the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians chapter 4 and 11. He, Jesus, Ephesians 4, 11, gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Did Jesus give these ministry gifts to us. They are gifts. Do we still need them today? He wouldn't have given them to us unless we needed them. Now why did he give them to us? Verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Everybody say a perfect man. A perfect man. man. What is a perfect man? Keep going. It's right there. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, the anointed one, the perfect man. Keep reading. That we henceforth... Be no more children. So what does it mean for the perfecting of the saints? For the growing up of the saints. For the developing and maturing of the saints. You keep seeing this word perfect. And in our modern vernacular, the word perfect tends to have the meaning to the hearer of flawless. Flawless. Without fault. Without flaw. And that's not what this word means. You're not going, you nor I nor any human you know is going to attain perfection in the sense of physical or mental flawlessness. Everything in this world is flawed because of the curse, because of sin. Everything, everything on the planet is flawed. God didn't make it that way. It came as a result of sin. It's the curse in the earth. But your heart can be perfect or whole, complete towards God. Because that's what, did you look this word up? It means complete. It means brought to its finished end. It means completed. And you can see here he's talking about completion in spiritual development. Growing up, a child begins to grow. They're born a little baby, and then a child, and a teenager, and a young adult. There comes a point where physically they have reached the end of their growth and development. Well, spiritually, what would you look like when you reach the end of your development and growth? Just like, what does it say? Unto the measure of the fullness of the stature of the Christ. He is what you look like and act like and sound like. When you grow up and when you develop spiritually. And for some weeks now we've been on this subject talking about growing up. Somebody say it out loud, growing up. Do you need to grow up? Does your spouse need to grow up? Huh? Do your neighbors need to grow up? Do your fellow Christian in your church here need to grow up? Hmm? Look at your neighbor say, "Grow grow up. Grow up. Now you look back at them and say, okay, all right, right, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm doing. 
Now, even though this is so obvious in the scripture, you'll have so many people that take offense at any suggestion that they need to develop. What are you, what, what are you suggesting? <laughs> that I'm a baby? Yeah. <laughs> a little, little preemie. <laughs> baby. Spiritual, and the thing that's confusing is that you can have a baby, baby in a 60-year-old body. That's what confuses people. And you don't automatically grow up and develop just by reason of time. Even if you were born again 50 years ago. That doesn't mean you are a spiritual adult, that you've grown up. You can still be a spiritual baby after being born again for 50 years. You have to be fed and nourished. The Bible said First 1 Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word of God that you may grow thereby. And what is sad is that in so many thousands and thousands of churches, they are not getting any food and bread of God. They're not getting any milk. They're getting people's ideas and opinions and experiences and political correctness. And social reform. And snippets from this and that literature. And three thoughts in a poem. But not word. Not real genuine milk of the word. And solid food and bread of the word of God. Because if you do, it will feed your spirit. And if it does, you'll know it. I'll never forget the first time I heard some words of faith. Now, it doesn't have to be a message about faith to be words of faith. But all of our messages are to be in and of faith. And the Bible talks about in Timothy being nourished up in the words of faith. Unbelief and fear won't nourish your spirit. Theories and opinions won't nourish your spirit. But words of faith will. I remember the first time I heard it, we got some tapes from some people. And Phyllis and I are just married and young, and we heard this tape, and when I got through with it, I didn't know half what the man said, but my spirit is going, yeah, 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 give me some more, give me some more, give me some, mm, 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 hadn't eaten all my life, give me something. And my spirit was awakened, and I'd been in church, but not fed faith. And nourished up in the words of faith. And sometimes it's because the people, the ministers didn't know themselves. But you can't grow if you're not nourished up in the milk of the word, the real word, and the meat of the word of God. Let's believe God that the quantity and quality of the milk and the meat of the word increases in this church. Let's believe God, right? Because it's obvious, too, that the Lord is sending the milk and meat of the word from this place to a lot of people in the world. And so we want the highest quality. And we want greater quantity. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm believing God. You believe God with me. You're right in the middle of this, right? I mean, I might be the face they see, but we're all in this together. Right? This church wouldn't be here without you. Two. We're all in this together. But the quantity and quality of the word can increase. What do you mean? Less human thinking and more pure revelation. 
Now I know a lot of ministers like to imagine that everything that comes out of my mouth is 100% pure word of God. No artificial additives or preservatives. <laughs> but that's wishful thinking. I said that's wishful thinking. I think if, uh, you know, I don't know who would be qualified to do it, but if sermons and books and tapes and CDs had spiritual nutritional labels on them, a lot of them should read 35% uh, tradition, 10% unbelief, 5% filler. <laughs> What do you mean? Just stuff thrown in to take up time, you know. <laughs> and some sermons, they're, they're great big, colorful, fluff of stuff, but it's like cotton candy. That's right. That's right. You could eat a basket full of it. When you get through, what have you done? And what have you got? Nothing. It's not going to help you to work or make it through the week, right? So uh, I'm thankful the Lord has given us some word, and I know that. But let's believe God that it just increases, increases in purity. And quality and quantity. So that we grow up. He said in verse 14. That we henceforth from now on be no more children. Tossed to and fro. Verse 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. Can we grow up? Are we supposed to be growing up? Yes. Now here we have some of the most wonderful information in the Word. We're told how to grow up. Aren't we? Didn't take long to say it, but oh, there's so much in this phrase. How did he say grow up? Speak the truth in love. Say that out loud. Speaking the truth in love grow up. Say it again. Speaking the truth in love may grow up. Right? Say it again. Speaking the truth in love may grow up. If you're doing that, you'll grow up in Him in all things. Truth. Love. Truth. Love. Now, last time we talked about truth. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. If you're going to grow up and be like him, you're going to be truth. You're going to think truth. You're going to talk truth. You're going to respond truth. Somebody who is deceptive, somebody who tells lies is not developed in Jesus. One of the most ungodly things you could do is deceive and tell a lie. How many understand God cannot lie? It is impossible for him to lie. Now, how many other things did you hear the Bible tell you was impossible for God? I mean, you said something when you said something is impossible to God and for God. But he's the one that said it. And what was it that's impossible? To lie. It's impossible for God to lie. Why? If he lied, he wouldn't be who and what he is. His nature is so synonymous with truth that he can't lie. 
He cannot lie. It is impossible for him to lie. Well, the more we grow up and become like him, the harder it would be for us to lie. Can you see that? The easier it is for you to lie, the less like Jesus you are. The less like God you are. Now, y'all have heard me say a lot about this around here, right? You notice I get kind of stirred up when I start talking about it. I mean, somebody said, man, Brother Keith, he's death on lying. Is it Brother Keith? Hmm? Who is it? That the Bible said hates a lie. That's an abomination to him. Who invented lying? The devil is the father of it. And I don't want to speak his language. I don't want to have anything in common with the devil. Uh, Growing up is becoming like Jesus. Now the good news is, is that you can. Most Christians don't even believe this. That I can be like Jesus. It makes the devil mad for you even to say it. And so why you see a lot of people get mad too because they're uh, too close to the enemy. Go with me, please, to uh, Matthew the fifth chapter. Mm, actually, go to Luke six first, then go to Matthew. I think it'll work better that way. Luke six, Matthew five. It's a bad place to get quiet when we start talking about telling the truth. You, you ought to be going, yeah, amen, yeah. Man, truth's the only thing for me. Amen, Brother Keith. Truth, truth, and that's all all we say. We start talking about lying, you get quiet, you go. (laughs) What would that lead people to believe? That that you're a liar. Well, it would probably be hard to find a single person in this room that has never told a lie. It starts early. We've already talked about it. Hear the cookie jar rattle, lid. You come in there, and little Johnny's got chocolate on his face. There's crumbs on the counter. Cookie jar lid's crooked. You go, Johnny. You been in the cookie jar? Mm. No. And the mistake people make is they look at it and they laugh. They think that is so cute. It ain't cute. It's devilish. It's ungodly. It's very, very serious. This child is trying to deceive you. He's trying to get you to believe a lie. You sure won't think it's cute when they're 16. And you ask them where they were tonight. Did you hear me? It's one of the most serious things. And when your child tells you a lie, everything ought to stop. I mean, I don't care what's going on. It ought to come to a screeching halt. Whoa. What? What? Let's go over this again. I mean, look them in the eye. This, everybody knows this is serious. I'm going to ask you this again now. You search your heart. We can deal with most anything. But don't try to deceive me. Now you think about something. So why, Brother Keith, why is it such a big deal? Well, ask the Lord. Ask him why is it such a big deal. I'll tell you one reason. Without honesty and truth, you can't have faith. 
What if the Lord ever told you one lie? Just one. How could you stand to believe for your healing? To believe for your needs to be met? How could you stand when you don't feel righteous and you don't feel like you're forgiven? What's the thing that gives you the comfort that you can trust him? You know there's no way that he has ever lied to you or ever will. So based on that, you can trust him. I said you can trust him completely. Because he's never lied to you and he never will. So you can have faith. Oh, can you see that? And the same thing is true with all relationships. You can't hide things and you can't deceive and be close. You can't have trust. Where are you at? You're at Luke 6? Boy, this is good news right here. Oh, this is good news. Luke 6. Are you there now? You got your eyes on it? Luke 6 and 40. Luke 6 and 40. He said, the disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is what? There's that word again. What does that word mean? Huh? Everyone that grows up to his full development, everyone that develops completely will be what? Few Christians even believe this verse. Are you going to be one that does? Yes, How many Bible believers have got in here now? What did he just get through telling us? Who is the master? Who is the perfect ideal? Who is the perfect example of love and truth and faith? The perfect example of obedience to God. The perfect example of faithfulness. The perfect example. Who is it? Is he your master? Are you his student? His disciple, are you in training under him? Well, the Lord wants you to know you're never going to surpass him. (laughs) I said, well, you you never have to tell me that. (laughs) Yeah, but maybe you're too far from the other statement, too. You're not going to pass Jesus. You're not going to develop beyond him. He is the master. And he told us not to call each other master. And uh, that's one of the reasons why. is because there's only one, the master. One. He is the height. He is the pinnacle. He is the perfect man. What does that mean? The completely developed man. Oh, but did you read that last phrase? (laughs) The disciple is not going to be above the master. You're not going to pass him. I don't think any of us have lost much sleep wondering about that one. But have you gotten excited about that next part? But if you follow through until you are fully developed, you will be like him as he is. We've got millions of Christians that don't believe this at all. They don't even have any aspiration. Of being exactly like him. 
But it's our call. It's our destiny. We're on the way to it right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. He said. Let me read this to you in another translation. Amplified says a pupil is not superior to his teacher. But everyone. When he is completely trained. The last part of it says perfected. Will be like his teacher. Another one said the English said. When he has completed his training. He'll be like his teacher. When he has completed his training, he'll be like his teacher. Say it out loud. When I've completed my training, my development, I'll be like my master. I'll be like Jesus. A lot of folk don't even want to say that kind of thing. They go, that's blasphemy. It's Bible. There's a difference between Bible and blasphemy. I've I've had people tell me before, were you just trying to act just like Jesus? I said, yeah. I thought that was the idea. Thought that was the plan. Isn't it? (laughs) Mrs. Why? I'm not acting just like Jesus. Well, your training ain't completed. Right? So how long is it going to take? I don't know. I know this. We've got eternity. We've got a long time. You know, when you realize you're going to live forever, it makes you relax. <laughs> We're going to be around for a long, long, long time. Not on this planet forever, but, but we're still going to be around. This is the shortest thing we'll ever do, this life. And this is as bad as it gets for us. <laughs> and we're doing okay. <laughs> this is as bad as it gets. And we can live in victory down here. We can have blessings and victories and overcome. Down here right now. And from here it just gets better. Glory to God. Glory to God. Christian ought to have no fear of death. None. Well what if they die? So? What if you do? People act like it's the worst thing in the world could happen to you. Oh man they'll die. What if they die? Dear Lord they may die. You know if the Lord tarries is coming. You all going to die. That's not the issue. The issue is where you're going after you die. Hmm? You're going up. You're going down. Someone says, no, I'm going to haunt my house where I live. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. You ain't haunting nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know about such. No, you don't. No. When you die, nobody hangs around. So a so-and-so saw they saw old man so-and-so's ghost. I hain't in that place. He was rattling a chain going, woo. If he saw anything, he might have saw an evil spirit imitating somebody they were familiar with in this life. But when you die, 
You're out of here. You are out of here. You go up or you go down. You don't hang around. (laughs) Now, I know that disagrees with a lot of uh, paranormal and all this kind of stuff. But listen, you either believe the Bible or you believe somebody else's confusion. And if you believe the Bible, it makes you happy. If you'll notice all this other stuff, the result of it is fear. But when you believe the Bible, you get excited and you just get immune. You go, people go, oh, I think they're having a seance. Oh, I think uh, there's some kind of a deal. You know, they're going to put the hoodoo on somebody. And (laughs) I think it was you. I think your name was in the hat. And you go, well, they better make it their size. Because it is written, the curse causeless shall not come, but it will return to the place where it came from. So if they try to send something my way, it will go, woo, 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 <laughs> And land right back on their head. Because you cannot curse whom God has blessed. You can't do it. If you could, that means you're bigger than God. And ain't nobody bigger than God. But see, you get in all that other stuff, then you get in all this fear. Which shows you're believing lies. But the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to know the truth? Glory to God. To be free. Not have to live in fear and dread. Can you be honest like Jesus? Said out loud, I'm growing up to be just as honest, just as truthful as Jesus. He's my master. I'm in training under him. Becoming more like him every day. Can you walk in love like Jesus? Can you? Not only can you, you're commanded to. You're called to it. And that's what Paul was talking about. When he said, you know, we forgetting all these things that are behind. I'm reaching, I'm pressing toward the mark. For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, I consider all of the stuff I used to think was the most important thing in the world. I consider it all garbage, refuse. And I just want to know him. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. I want to know him. Being conformed to him and what he did and what he went through and what he is. He said, that's it for me. And that's it for every man and woman that loves God. You get up every morning, you go to bed every night thinking, Lord, I'm going to be like you. I'm more like you today than I was yesterday. I think like you. I talk like you. I act like you. I respond like you. Right? You are my ideal. You are what I am growing up to be. And we're bridging the gap as the days go by. 
I want to ask you again. Can you be as truthful as the master? Yes. I'm going to ask you again. Can you be, you, you, be as truthful, as honest, as genuine, as faithful as the master? Yes. You'll never surpass him. But when you're fully developed, you'll be just as truthful. Do you understand? Most Christians don't believe this, do they? But you can't choose that for them. Can you choose it for yourself? So many people want to say, they want to make excuses. They want to lie and tell lies and deceive. And then when something comes up, they go, well, I'm only human. We're all just human. We all make mistakes every day. Don't judge. This is an unrepentant person. This is a rebellious person who is refusing to repent. Who is choosing to believe a lie instead of the word. And wants to hold on to this excuse. So I can do it again tomorrow. And the next day. And the next day. And just be lying and deceiving ten years from now. And when I get called on it just go, well I'm only human. I'm just a man. Yeah, but this is your fourth affair. I'm just a man. You know, God made me this way. (laughs) Yeah, and you have to love me just like I am. Said who? Well, you do. You got to love me just like I am. No, we don't have to love you just like you are. We love you. We do not have to love your goofy ways. We do not have to love your sin and your confusion and your ignorance. We do not have to accept all the ways that you are. No, we don't. Well, Jesus preached love and acceptance. No, he did not. No. And if you doubt that, we got a whole series out there, don't we? (laughs) About the kingdom of God. Get in there and find it in the word. Jesus preached faith and repentance. He preached the kingdom of God. That's what he preached. Can you be truthful like the master? Can you walk in love and have love dominate your being like the master? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Go to Matthew 5 now. Well, this is interesting today. We haven't heard enough about this, being like Jesus. What is a Christian? Christ, I am. What is being a Christian? Does the Bible talk about discipleship? What does it mean? Why would you be a disciple? You know, before God got a hold of me and straightened me out, I was going to be a full contact fighter, martial arts. That was my goal. That was my dream. And uh, I had trained and trained with everybody I could find. And eventually I realized I'm not going to be any better than my teachers. So if I'm going to be better, I've got to find better teachers. And if I want to be the best, I've got to get the best teachers. And I finally decided that uh, some individuals in Okinawa were the best in a particular area that I was looking for. So I was doing everything I could, 
getting ready to go over there and spend time under them because the student is not going to be better than the teacher as a normal thing, right? With God, that it's absolute. But uh, even in the natural, your level of ability is a result of what you were taught. And so in the middle of that, I was willing to go to the other side of the world. I was willing to sacrifice, you know, and submit and do what I needed to do and let somebody yell at me and slap me and kick me and knock me down. I was willing to learn, to achieve a higher level. Phyllis and I were talking about the other night, I was watching some matches, uh, some full contact matches, and I was thanking God. Because by this time, at this age, oh man, I would be, even when you win, you get hurt, you know, and your joints and your, you know, and your nose and your, I was just thanking God that he had something else for me to do. Besides that, instead of hurting people, we're helping people. That's better. (laughs) But uh, in the middle of that, the Lord got a hold of me. And I realized I had a call on my life. I didn't know what for. I really didn't have a clue that I was going to be a preacher. That was the furthest thing. Well, you could imagine. I mean, I could kick you real hard. But I couldn't preach you a sermon. I couldn't quote you any scripture. I, I loved God. And that was a problem with that. I was always conflicted. I'd train and train and train, and I'd get somebody and knock them out, and then I'd feel bad about it. I'm like, cut. Man, they're hurting, you know. Yeah, but that's what you were trying to do. Conflicted. But God got a hold of me. I know my dad, he's in heaven. And he put me in a school of martial arts when I was 10. With no pads and concrete floors. Man, it was good for me. It was. I mean, it helped me tremendously. Helps me to this day. Discipline. And uh, he pushed me. He always wanted me to be better and better and better. He was my teacher. And he and I would spar. And of course, I'm always smaller. And my reach is shorter. And I'm weaker. And he wouldn't hurt me. But he'd just ag me on. He'd say, come on, boy. Come on. Come on. So I'm 10 and I'm 11 and I'm 12 and I'm 13 and I'm 14. I'm getting faster. He's getting older. <laughs> I'm talking about you. We did this for years. I mean, I guess other kids that have picnics, we go out on the carport and spar. And he'd say, come on, boy. You're faster than me. Come on. I know you are. I know you are. You can come on. You can kick harder than that. Come on. Come on. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Not in a bad way. We're having fun. But I got about 16. And I'm getting strong. I've been doing this for years now. So I'm getting stronger and faster. And I had a flying spinning hook kick that I had worked on for months. Didn't tell him about. And somebody else taught it to me. And it was deceptive because when you started to turn, it looked slow. And it looked like you had time to get out of the way. But man, it was like a whip. Pow! It came and a heel to the temple. I practiced it while he was at work, out on the bag for hours, you know. And I didn't use it because I didn't want him to see it till I got it good. Well, we're out there sparring and he said, come on boy, get with it. Man, I popped up. Boom! Next thing I know, boom, he's down. And I went, 
Daddy! <laughs> Daddy! <laughs> and I'm there, I go, Daddy! Daddy! He could, he said, Boy, that was good. He said, He said, <laughs> But the disciple is not going to be better than the master. The better the master, the better you're going to be. Well, the reason we can't be above the master because he is the best. Humans, you know, they can be exceeded, but not the Lord. He is the best. Oh, but did you hear the last phrase? When you're fully developed, you will be as him, like him in every area as a man. Glory to God. Glory to God. In the middle of that, the Lord got a hold of me, helped me realize how to call on my life. I was already primed in that vein of developing and becoming better. And I saw that this fight thing was off and that God had something else for me. And I got before him, I said, well, okay, Lord, I've already realized something in this area. And so I'm asking you, put me with the best teacher for me. Put me in the place. I was willing to go across the ocean. I was willing to sit at the feet of somebody. Even if they were hard on me, I was willing to learn. And spiritually, I want that. I'm asking you. I don't know who. In less than a year's time, I was sitting four feet away from Kenneth Hagin. I didn't know him. Didn't know him. Never heard of him. And I was able to sit at his feet and train actually for 20 years under him. What a privilege. I said, what a privilege. And God will hook you up with people. If you respect it. Well, how many understand all training is not easy? Man, you know, in our training, God teacher would come through, he'd tell you something. If you didn't listen to it, the next thing you might hear is the thump of your body off the floor. Come and sweep you and boom, bounce you down. You're supposed to jump up and go, thank you, sir. Why? Because you weren't listening and he's helping you. You'll remember this better now. But see, we got a church full of wimps. Babies, they don't want training. No, they don't want to grow up. They want a bottle. But don't put any milk in it. We want cola. (laughs) Just pat me on the back. Let me cry. Tell me I'm only human. And it's okay. And we all make mistakes. Do you understand this kind of weak Nothing mentality keeps people spiritual infants for their whole life. They don't even believe they can grow up and become like the Lord. They're not willing to endure any hardness as a good soldier. But not us. Come on, that was kind of weak, guys. Not us. Not us. Not this church. And I'm looking through the camera at the E-members. Not this church. Not us. We want to grow up. We want you to tell us when we're wrong. Right? If we need our feet swept out from under us and need to bounce off the floor, so be it. Help us out. Help us out. We don't want to stay infants and tossed about and carried about, easily deceived. We want to grow up. Grow up. Grow up and be like my master. Can you say amen? Be like my master. Be like my Jesus, just as truthful, 
Just as honest. Just as much walking in love. Don't say it's not possible. Believe the Bible. Matthew 5. Are you there? Last verse, 48. Matthew 5, 48. What did he say? Hmm? Be ye, did he say try? A lot of you modern translations will put that in there and say try to do this, try to, that's not in the Bible. The Lord never told you to try anything or to try to do anything. For him to tell you or ask you to try to do something would imply he might not know whether you could do it or not. He knows. So before he ever told you to do it, he knew whether you could do it or not. So just by right of the fact of him telling you to do it, you know, you can or he wouldn't have told you to do it. What did he tell you to do? Be what? Be physically flawless. Mentally without fault. or defi- No, no, no. What's this word mean? Complete, reaching your full development and be complete. Like who? Even as, even as, not even close to, not halfway like, even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. This might be difficult for your head to accept. But you've got to believe the Bible. Amen. I said you've got to believe the Bible. Yes, when you're talking about being like Jesus, you're talking about being like the Father. He said, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. Amen. Hebrews said that he is the express image, the likeness of his person. Can you say amen? amen. I'm going to read that to you. Just hold your place right there. I'm going to read that to you from Hebrews 1. It says, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. When you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. What's God's plan for us? That if you've seen us, You've seen Jesus. And if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. He said, by this will all men know that you're my students. You were trained under me. Oh, come on now. Come on. Come on. Hmm? Can you get excited about this at all? We're not talking about training under some human man that's on the earth. We're talking about training under the best. The best. And training and developing until we act like Him. And think like Him. And respond like Him. And He smiles and goes, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's just like I would do it. And you say, thank you, Master. Can I do this? And you do it and you go, He goes, "Uh uh-uh. No, no. Let me show you again. Read Matthew. Now let me show you again. Read 1 Corinthians 13. Let me show you again. And you, so you do it again. How many of you got to practice? And you do it again. And you do it again. And you can't get mad when he tells you for the 49th time, no, that's not it. No. Now stand up here. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. Don't talk that stuff anymore. 
Did you ever see me talk like that? Did you ever hear me cry in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John and feel sorry for myself? Did you ever see that? Then you are my student. I don't do it. You don't do it. Because people don't expect enough of themselves, do they? They don't require enough of themselves. I'm only human. And so we break down sometimes, and we all have our lapses, and we all have our bad times, and we all have our bad days, and I'm just having a bad day, so cut me some slack. Because I'm having a bad day. And if you felt like I did, you'd probably act worse than me. Dear God, I hope not. You don't have a standard. You have a weak, wimpy, ungodly standard. You're not trying to attain to anything. No. You compare everything you do to what Jesus did. He's my master. Did he do it this way? Then I don't do it that way. If he didn't do it that way. If he did, I do. He's my master. I'm in training. If I don't get it just like him, I hit it harder next time. I keep on till I get it right. Till I get it like him. I can take correction. I can take reproof. Can you say amen? He's my master. I'm his student. I'm in training. Glory to God. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Go to 1 John 3 in closing, please. 1 John 3. He's my master. I have the best master in the universe. What does that say about me? What does that say about how I'm going to turn out? How many remember about the disciples after Jesus was gone? And they had that lame man at the gate called Beautiful raised up. And they had those things and they were called before the court. When they heard them talk, the council conferred and they acknowledged. They said, they've been with Jesus. Look how they act. Look how bold they stand up there. Look at the miracles. (laughs) Why? He's their master. He's the one trained them. Oh, glory to God. No wonder they sound like him. No wonder they act like him. He's their master. They're his students. They trained under him. They're going to sound like him. They're going to look like him. Glory to God. Glory to God. What will you look like when you develop completely? Hmm? Just like him. Do not be slouchy and lax and set a lower standard for yourself and make excuses that you're only human this and that. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you miss it, admit it. Don't make excuses. There's no excuse for sin. I said there is no excuse for sin. Thank God there's forgiveness. And there's cleansing. But not excuse. If it wasn't your fault, you shouldn't have to repent. If you really couldn't help it. You shouldn't be required or expected to repent. But the very fact that you have to, you have to come before the Lord and confess and acknowledge and admit that you did it. And you could have done different and you could have done better. And you ask for forgiveness means you're responsible. You could have done better. You could have resisted. Don't make excuses. Say it out loud. Don't make excuses. Don't make excuses. 
When it comes to the master giving you instructions, you answer his questions. Yes, sir. No, sir. No excuse, sir. Why'd you do that? Dumb. Flesh. No excuse. Because the Bible says if you cover your sins, you won't prosper. But if you'll confess them and admit them and forsake them, you will obtain mercy. You'll get mercy. You'll get grace. Can you say amen? Amen. Glory to God. Have you found 1 John 3? 1 John 3 and 1. Man, this is exciting. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. Mm -mm. Not angels. That's a lower class. Sons of God. He made us in his own image. In his own likeness. Therefore the world knows us not. Because it knew him not. They don't know us. Because they don't know him. They knew him. They recognize us. Oh verse 2. Are you ready to shout? Verse 2. What? Beloved. Beloved. Now. Even though we may not be fully developed. Still. You know, you saw these guys standing up with these little ones. They don't look just like daddy or mama. But they are right now part of the family. And they are sons and daughters. They haven't reached their full development. But they're not waiting to be sons and daughters of the family. They are right now. We haven't reached our full development. But we are right now. Right now. The sons of God. Oh, glory to God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. (laughs) We don't see you in all your fully developed glory. (laughs) But we know that when he shall appear. When he shall appear. We'll fall down and go, I'm so unworthy. I'm so unworthy. I'm so far from your purity and holiness. I'm nothing like you. I'm sorry. Get away from me, God. You're too holy for me. That's the picture religion has painted us. He's high and holy. He's perfect. You are anything but. You are a lowly, sinful, ungodly worm. You don't deserve to be in the same room with him. No. You were darkness. You were unrighteousness. You were, but you have been saved. You have been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. You were born again. You were born in the very likeness and image of the master Jesus himself and your father God. When he rose from the dead, he said, you go tell them, I'm going to my God and their God. My father and their father. Same father. Same God. He's not ashamed to call us brother. Talking about the master. Put his arm around you and say, this is my brother. Don't you see the resemblance? (laughs) This is my sister. Can't you tell? Can't you tell? We look just alike. We haven't seen 
everything that we will be when we're fully developed. But when he comes, we're not going to shy away. We're not going to be ashamed. We're going to be able to come into his presence with boldness. What else did he say? Read it. We will be like him. Can you say amen? We will be like him. Now are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we will be like him. For we will see him as he is. We'll go. Ah, I knew I was growing up. I knew it. I knew it. I'm more like him than I thought he was. Look at that. It's me. It's him. It's me. It's him. Me. You. Go. Hey. Woo. It's me and you. I am like you. I am like him. Glory to God. And he'll say, I told you. I told you you were like me. You're like me. You're like me. Stand on your feet. Say, I'm like him. I'm like him. I am like him. He's my master. I'm his disciple. I'm his student. He's my master. Lord, you're my master. I'm training under you. I'm becoming more like you. Every day. Every night. I am forgetting. Everything that's behind me, every sin, every failure, every lie, every bit of selfishness, that's not me, that's not you, and it's not me. From here on out, it's truth and love, truth and love, truth and love, just like you, just like you. Just like you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.